This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. New episode, guys. It's episode 691, almost to 700. How crazy is that? But be sure to tune in every morning. Tomorrow morning, we talk to John Ferrara. He just landed a massive deal with Microsoft that helped him grow his monthly recurring revenue to $225,000. Big question now is, will he win the CRM space? Good morning, everybody. My guest this morning is Victor Rosenman. He's the CEO and founder of Feedvisor. Before founding Feedvisor, he was a founder of an innovative social media marketing startup and a senior R&D manager at Sun Microsystems. Victor holds a BSc in computer science and an executive MBA from Kellogg Northwestern. Victor, are you ready to take us to the top? Thank you. All right, give it to us. What is Feedvisor doing? What's your revenue model? How do you make money? Oh, we're free. No. <laughs> Get off my show. Bye. Uh, <laughs> No, not exactly. So, uh, Feedvisor, what, what Feedvisor does is we have decision support uh, system for large e-commerce e vendors that sell through marketplaces. So, so we're helping them to make all the decisions in the most optimal and smart way. So we kind of bring bringing them a smartness on demand to say. So, so when you think about uh, kind of to bring it down to earth, when you think about the uh, e-commerce business, Victor, give they, a real give a real example of an e-commerce business. Yeah. So let's let's think about uh, an e-commerce business. Let's say twenty thirty million dollar. Uh, Name annually. one. Name one. That's a customer. Um. So. So we, we can't really disclose names. So that's the only problem because we're under NDAs. But whatever we have on the website, we, we can disclose. I cannot disclose on, on the show because well, we well, under name, name one that you can disclose. I'm just trying to make this easy for people to understand. So you have you have RM Deza Group. You've got uh, Leather Care Supply. And you've got this company called Undercuts. Tell us about Undercuts. What do they do and how do they pay you? So uh, I cannot talk about the specific customers. I'm really sorry on that. Uh, Victor, what Victor you have this on your website. So they, you increase oh, your, we, you increase their revenue 6.5x percent. There's a 250% increase in profit and 300% increase in sales. Talk about what you can talk about. Yeah, so, so whatever is in the website, we, uh, we, we can talk about whatever is in the website. Uh, I can talk about what, what we do for, for these merchants. So, so what we do for these merchants is they, the joint feedvisor most of them would have significant business on Amazon uh, before before joining Feedvisor. They will be doing um, some sort of uh, marketplace selling through Amazon. They will uh, manage merchandise through us. They will manage pricing through us. Uh, and, and then uh, what will happen as soon as you join Feedvisor is we, we're just looking into way more parameters uh, into how they optimize pricing how they make purchasing decisions, how do they replenish? And we just make these numbers right. So, so for example, um, if they've been selling uh, on a certain price, we can find the, the right price. If uh, if they were- What's uh, the, why do you, What gives you the right to tell them the right price? Tell us more about that. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, so, so what we do is we, we look into a lot of uh, various uh, numbers. So, so for, for uh, human, 
to really consume what's going in the market. Think about the stock market as, as an example. Uh, for example, selling on Amazon not much different than stock market. So you have a lot of competition, and the competition changes prices, and the competition has certain amount of reviews and and ratings, and uh, and they have certain amount of items in stock. Everything impacts. So so really to go and look into all these various numbers, it's very tough. And it's very tough to, to make these decisions. And that's why you employ the type of artificial driven uh, algorithms, artificial intelligence driven algorithms, and, and they apply machine learning to, to actually make this decision more precise. So and the decision specifically, the big one that you guys tackle is pricing. Pricing is the biggest decision, but the second biggest would be replenishment. And the, the third one biggest uh, would be assortment. What do you mean by replenishment? Is that like inventory management? How many items do we want to, to keep in stock? Got it. Okay, so, and then how do you make money from this? Uh, we ch uh, actually, we charge a certain monthly subscription, plus we charge a certain amount of rev share. Okay, what's the monthly subscription on average? Uh, we, we, on average, our customers uh, pay about two, three thousand dollars uh, a month. Okay, and that's a flat fee regardless of performance. No, that's not a flat fee. That, that's a combination of uh, subscriptions, which can be uh, two, $3,000 uh, and, and certain amount of rev share that can come up to another $1,000. Okay, I don't care about the rev share part to start. Just the, just the recurring flat or revenue, what is that typically per customer? It's around 2,500. Okay, and so they're, they're, paying, they're paying that to then get access. And I'm gonna read right off your website. This is from Undercut. They sell, it looks like grooming products or like bathroom products, essentially. Uh, very yes. nicely designed. Uh, they said that they use things like the, uh, the 30-day uh, trailing information uh, thing on Feedvisor, profits, units sold, and sales. It's a dashboard they have. These are all things they pay that, that flat 2500 bucks a month for, right? So they actually getting uh, information, and they're getting the automated price adjustments, which, okay. we, which we do. So, um, so, so then all of this is included into the flat package. And then for any revenue that they make through the system, they pay a rev share. Okay. They can decide not to do anything through Feedvisor and then not to pay the rev share, but that would be unreasonable. Why couldn't they just skip you? They say, okay, Feedvisor says change my price to $10. I'm just not going to do that through them. I'll do it myself and get the benefit without paying them a cut. Yeah, uh, well, it doesn't make sense because uh, first, when you do it, so you need to do two things to be successful. You need to be precise and you need to be fast. There is no way you will be fast by doing things manually. So the rev share represents really a small uh, portion of, uh, of your entire fee. So, so it's rather uh, you should go and, uh, and simply use the system. There's no reason to, to circumvent because we create the ROI. So if I, the end, if, I, if I sign up for you and I pay you 2,500 bucks a month, and then let's say in that month, I do $100,000 in volume all through you, what percentage of that will go to you? It depends on the subscription plan. On average. So there are subscription plans. Uh, on average, let's say about half percent. Oh, this is just to cover like processing fees. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a huge amount. It's not like 20%. Or yeah, yeah, so you're, it's, you're, it's really a a you're really making your money then. You're a SaaS business. You're making we, your we money. Business. Yeah, we yeah. SaaS business. Majority yeah. of our revenue is coming from the fixed uh, revenue stream. Got it. Okay, and so take us, give us some history here. So what year did you launch the company in? So, uh, so Feedvisor was founded, uh, I founded actually in 2011, uh, when I was working basically myself. Uh, and then, um, 
I really bootstrapped the company initially uh, for the first year. Uh, in 2012, we get initial seed funding. How much? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, about half a million. Okay. Uh, something very initial kind of. Um, and it was convertible note or a priced round? Uh, no, this was all equity. It was all equity. Okay. And how much have you raised to date? Uh, 33 million. 33 million. Okay, great. So walk us down. I mean, uh, is the funding route kind of what you expected it to be? Or is there anything different than what you expected at the beginning? In funding? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you, you never know at the beginning. Uh, I have to say that um, our funding experience was not necessarily easy, but it was fair. Okay. And how did uh, you, would, did you, I know you're transitioning right now from kind of the UK, I believe, right? Where were you from originally? No, we started in Israel. Oh, Israel. So you're transitioning from Israel to, to New York. By the way, I'm so impressed with the amount of talent coming out of Israel. In the past three weeks, I've talked to like three or four Israeli companies who are just killing it. You know, one of them, I think, I forget who was, raised like $100 million. I mean, they're just killing it. Um, so Israel to New York City, uh, you're making the transition. What was it like raising capital in Israel? Israel has very powerful uh, VC ecosystem, very powerful. So, so there's a lot of capital in Israel. It's, uh, it's not different than from any other place like Silicon Valley, New York. Uh, so for, for me, it wasn't uh, crazily difficult to, to start with because I came after a year in bootstrapping. I had a first uh, few customers. I had a uh, working prototype. I wouldn't say the working product, but I had a working prototype with people paying for it. What were you, so, what were you doing in terms of uh, revenue in the month right before you raised that first seed round? Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, but like, are we talking like like five grand or 10 grand in revenue or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, something in that range, yes. Got it. So, Got so it. I'll, I'll give you a fun story. Okay. Uh, so, so when I raised uh, the seed uh, funding, it's, I, did, I really didn't know that much about the e-commerce business. So I knew the details of e-commerce business, but I didn't know about the seasonality impact and how things are going to work. So uh, and when we started, Feedwiser was primarily rev share because this was the, the risk less, I would say the oh, almost risk-free way to engage with uh, customers because if it doesn't work, you don't pay. Yep. So, um, and then when you move to more of the fix, then actually when you get gain a credibility, when you gain a credibility, you can ask for a um, larger amount of kind of SaaS driven revenue because it's a significant uh, fee. So, um, so what really happened is uh, I raised the, uh, the funding and it was Q4 and everything was looking great. And this rev share and the numbers went up and I told the investor, look, I don't remember the exact details that I will be making this up. But I said like, we're doing 10K today in like three months, we'll do 30K. Look, it's, it's all rocking up. And then everyone was excited, all was good. And then, you know, Q1 started and it's a dump. And then Q1, everything went south. And I couldn't believe that. So I thought, oh, wow, wow, wow. I mean, how did it go south? Because it's a seasonality thing. Ah. And it was a share model. And then the e-commerce really uh, blossomed on, on Q4. And then Q1, everyone goes to vacation. So Josh Levenberg was your first investor with JAL Ventures, correct? JAL Ventures? Uh, not, ex not exactly. The, the first one was uh, Odette Caspi from MicroAngel. Okay. So how did you explain this to them? Like, how did you prevent them from getting, like, totally pissed off at you? Slowly. 
Slow. <laughs> <laughs> over over alcohol, right? <laughs> okay, very. No, but, but you know, at the end, angel investment is is really is really much more personal business. So yeah. it's really about whom you're working with. Do you really trust the person? And then th bad things happen. And it's not necessarily ended up to be the worst thing in the company. I mean, we still managed to do incredible return from these guys. Yeah. And they invested this half a million at whatever. It was really early on. What was uh, it? Was it like a two million cap or, so, or two million? Value? Something like this. I yeah. don't remember the exact details, but it was really low. I mean, these guys, I don't know, made like huge amount uh, yeah. X. What'd you give so, up? I know way, you just, way you, north of 10 X. Yeah. Right? You just, way, way, way north. I can imagine you just did your series B. Well, don't, don't tell me the actually the physical numbers, but what percentage of your company did you give up in your series B? Oh, I cannot comment that. Sorry. It, uh, but it's uh, but I, I cannot comment that because then you, you get evaluation by simple math, but it's, uh, but I say it, it's really, we've really done and a common uh, valuation for the uh, series B. What, having, is, what is it? That's, that's was more my question. Not necessarily your numbers, but what is a common valuation for series B? Like a, what's a range? Common valuation for series B would probably between 60 and 150. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're more mainstream now. You're not working with angel investors. I mean, I believe general catalyst did your series B back in January, 2017 for 20 million, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these are big guys. Uh, so you're transitioning. So again, fast forward us to today. So you're moving from, from Israel to New York. What's your team size? hundred people. Okay. And are they mostly Israel or mostly New York? Mostly Israel. Okay. Mostly Israel. And, and in terms of total customers you're serving now, what are you up to? We have about five, 600 customers. Oh, 600. Okay. I mean, that's great. Well, we'll assume 500 to be a minimum. So, I mean, can I, can I do, I mean, can I back in the napkin that and take 500 times that minimum kind of SaaS no, revenue? There's no such numbers in, in Feedlot at 500. Think about like, uh, what, a monthly revenue? No, well, wait, you just said you had 500 customers, right? 500 customers, but uh, the, the revenue is not 500. Oh, I missed you. Yeah, no, I, what I was going to say is, can I take 500 customers times your minimum ARPU, which you told me earlier of 2,500 bucks, and assume you're doing about 1.2 million in monthly recurring revenue? Somewhere, in, in somewhere the, around in there. In the neighborhood. Yeah. I would say in the neighborhood. Cool. Not I'm, I'm saying, I, I assume if, my, if those numbers are correct, and I'm just using kind of inputs you're giving me here, that's a minimum because I'm not even including, even though it's only half a percentage point, you have rev share on top of that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, it's it's always, I mean, 500, there's certain Gauss distribution, there's those making a little bit more, there's those ma making a little bit less. So I think you, you're right in the neighborhood. Great. Yeah, you, you have, you're saying you, you have historical users that might have gotten in at a, a grand per month or new users yeah. paying three grand per month, but on average, it's somewhere around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and tell me about churn. So what's your gross customer churn per month? So, so actually, churn in Fitvisor is really low. So, uh, in um, so, so we have. Uh, well, what is low, have, Victor? What? What is low? Uh, what is low would be low teens. Okay, so you're you're call it call it thirteen percent in in, in annual. Let's say, let's say so. Annual yeah. churn or monthly churn? 
No, no, no. Mantelstrom will be done by now. Okay, good. That's <laughs> why I was asking. So yeah, we can assume somewhere around one, one point three percent in monthly churn. That's yes, really good. Standard SaaS. Yes. Yeah. Good, good, good standards. I was about to say that's not always standard. I mean, I know many companies that are SaaS that are churning five, six percent per month. No, uh, no, no. One point five percent is great. Let, let me tell you something. Getting five, four, five percent, you cannot get raise money from general capitalists. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe you. And then, are you? Have you gone into the area yet where your your net negative revenue churn, your your expansion revenue? Drives we, a lot of growth. We kind of playing with it. <laughs> we we okay. haven't done it yet because in order to get there, you need to have a massive uh, upsell play. And then, and we're still young company, and we're still uh, kind of learning it. But uh, right now, we, we're not so much focused on how we can squeeze more from any customer. We actually focusing on value. Well, focusing I mean, to be clear, Victor, it depends on how you phrase it, right? I could also phrase the same thing as. You add so much value, a $10,000 upsell and 100% year over year uh, growth in ARPU makes perfect sense because you're delivering a 200% value increase year over year. Yeah. Okay. You, I mean, you just what I'm what I'm what I'm curious is you haven't put a ton of effort yet into figuring out how to add a bunch more value so you could double the ARPU year over year. You're working on that now. Yes. Okay, got it. And, and so what does your hunch tell you? I mean, is it? A lot of people have different levers to grow ARPU. It could be a number of seats. It could be a usage-based utility number. What's going to be your lever? Look, we are optimization software. By definition, we're yeah. optimization. We optimize the business. By optimizing the business, we create the ROI. So if we can go and optimize additional assets of the business, additional facets of the business, then we'll create additional streams of ROI. As soon as we create additional streams of ROI, we can upsell easier. Yep. So as long as we are focusing on a particular facet, let's say pricing, and that's, uh, and that's what customer is buying for, there is no way for us to upsell into that because that will be squeezing. I mean, just to point out something, though, I mean, for, for undercuts that worked with you, I mean, it says right here, you know, last year from January, they were doing $23,000 in sales. And by August, they did $150,000. You're only yes. capturing from a rev share perspective, 0.5% of that, plus the flat fee of around 2500 bucks. There's a lot of value there. I mean, when you ask people to like, if you double their revenue, you, they double what they pay you per month in terms of the SaaS model. How do they respond? Or you just don't want to go that route? No. Yeah. We, we right now, I think what we're charging is fair amount. We know exactly um, how our customer wallet is based. How much do they want to give for kind of per channel? Yep. Or for various types of software. So, so we really understand our customer. We really understand these models. So for us, and there's a large market. So, so we're rather growing the the market share. Uh, that's that's our focus right now. Uh, and and it's not like endless amount of businesses. Uh, if you think of uh, let's say take Amazon. Amazon is definitely the kind of the leading uh, marketplace today. So you look at the Amazon, you see probably I don't know twenty thousand uh, large uh, businesses that that sell there. So it's not like endless. And then yeah. for us to to get to to a thousand would be five percent of the market. So that's. Uh, that's quite significant for a startup company to uh, to start with. So, how how are you adding customers? How are you finding them? We we primarily doing it through the content marketing and the brand building initiatives. So so we really invest a lot into Feedvisor brand. Um, What's we, that mean we, though, Victor? Like okay, it's hard yeah, for me to understand. Perfect. So so when you say brand, it means that when you think when you think Feedvisor, you think it's a reliable solution. That's what for me means brand. 
in order to do that, we need to educate people. We need to appear as thought leaders. We do it through content. We publish extremely valuable uh, eBooks and webinars, and then we do interviews with our customers. They they teach you not about FeedVisor, teach you how to grow your business. Um, we do our own conferences, which became industry event yeah. where people uh, join. We do the same things uh, online, and, and then uh, and then we just by combining all of these together. We create an environment where uh, people can really benefit from us. Yeah. So, so, so as people benefiting from us by learning a lot of stuff, not related, uh, not directly related to Feedvisor, this being translated into the brand, it means okay, this is something that helps me to grow. This is something I can learn from. So, so this creates a very good initial handshake between us and the customers. When they come to us, they know Feedvisor stands for good. How many people do you have paid kind of employees uh, just creating content for you? Three, four. Three, four. Okay, so, you know, pretty significant investment. I will give a shout out, though, guys. You, you got to check out kind of how Victor's doing the blog. They, they, they have this, I mean, it's, it's first off, it's really well designed. And then they have a little eyeball that kind of shows you the number of views per post, which helps you kind of kind of actually drive the click. So, for example, one of them says insights from a $10 million Amazon seller with 2200 clicks uh and then at the, at the top they've got ebooks events videos webinars victor I, it's clear you're investing a lot in content marketing yeah content marketing is key but it's not only content marketing as it is primarily investing into everything that can help you uh to position yourself yeah. as, a, as a good cause i imagine yeah, I imagine last few questions here on, on customer economics before we wrap up. I imagine General Catalyst, when you raise, I mean, these are smart guys. They probably pushed you on things like, well, Victor, what do you think your LTV is and what are you spending to acquire a customer? These are yeah. obviously back of the napkin kind of gut feels based off historical cohort data. But what is your best guess in terms of what a what a user is worth to you or a customer is worth to you over their lifetime? I would say at least 10x. At least at least 10x, what, the 2,500? No, no, 2,500 will be monthly. So, so let's say 2,500 is a, is it like a, uh, it's called 23, 30K, 30K yeah. and also I would say 300K. Got it. Got it. So you, you, at least 10 years is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Not, and, and then, you know, investors will always come and uh, try to get it half. That That's always well, how it works. Look, and, a, and even that, but even that, uh, let's say the side, even that, if you think of 150K worth of a customer, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a back of the napkin thing. It's an art, not a science. And you use historical data, right, to, to figure that out. So with that in mind, I am curious, though, how, what are you willing to spend to acquire a customer fully weighted? So that includes kind of content marketing salaries divided into total new customers per month, any inside sales reps, any paid advertising, et cetera. So, so the way we're looking into it is we, we're looking to um, to actually follow the standard SaaS metric and then return the customer within a year. You mean get your payback uh, and, your payback period? You want to be less than a year? Yeah, less so, than a year. So you so, want to spend less than about twenty two to thirty grand on acquiring that customer? Yeah, I, I would say so. I would say so. Many of you know I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website 
than using this tool called nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar h-o-t-j-a-r it basically will give me a recording okay when anybody lands on the website it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too but i learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool it helps me increase conversion rates make more money and grow those businesses faster and we'll have to see what happens with those businesses but i'm buying them i'm buying them very quick and i'm using nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics you can too i work with them it's totally free you can go to nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. Makes good sense, Victor. Hey, let's wrap up here with the famous five. You ready? Okay. These are like easy compared to my other questions. All right. <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, uh, I would say the Black Swan. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? So... Quite a few. Uh, I would say uh, definitely Jeff Bezos. Uh, and uh, I would probably also say that um, the are of it. If Jeff offers you $90 million today to sell a company, do you take it? No, no way. I'm looking in 90. your eyes. I'm looking in your eyes trying to see if I believe 90. you or not. No, it's right. <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool like Acuity Scheduling? Um, well, I actually don't have really a favorite tool. I use a lot of uh, various things, but uh, I really one that don't you use have... the most. Um, I, the most we use the communication tools like WhatsApp and the uh, and likes. Number three, uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Or number four, sorry. You'll be surprised. I do sleep well. How many hours? I would say between six and eight. Okay, so call it seven there. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married. Any okay. kiddos? Two. Are they young? Uh, they have uh, early teenagers. Okay, so so you've got past the hardest part, right? I don't know. Maybe yeah, some... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the case. No more changing diapers for you. All right. And Victor, no. how old are you? Uh, I'm 46. Okay, last question. Take us back six, uh, 26 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, wow, that, that's the, the toughest. Uh, I actually like the, the road I did, so, so I don't really think well, I, not, I should. The question, isn't, the question isn't what would you change. It's if you could pass a lesson back to your 20-year-old self, specifically if we have 20-year-old listeners right now, what's a lesson you'd tell them? Wow, uh, that, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I would, I would think when you ever make a decisions, you need think a little bit longer. That's it. That's good. All right, guys, there you have it. When you're making a decision, always just take an extra minute, take an extra night to sleep on it. Think a little bit longer. From Victor, who founded Feedvisor back in 2011. They've now got over 100 folks working on this issue of optimization. Pricing optimization specifically is their beachhead on Amazon. Now serving over 500 customers, paying a minimum or about 2,500 bucks 
per month. Again, that's part of their SaaS model. So doing, we'll call it in the range of $1.2 million per month in revenue, less than or around 1.5% gross customer churn per month. He wants to get a payback period in terms of acquisition of less than 12 months. He's assuming lifetime value of about 300K, spending about 30K or a little less on acquiring those customers. Again, $33 million raised. Victor, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed today's episode with Victor, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Scott Brinker, who created the MarTech chart. This one piece of content that he creates gets over a million free, unique views. See how he does it. We also talk about the future of CRM and how to passively monetize content. That was yesterday's episode. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys and trust me i love it i would do it with no listeners but boy oh boy it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback so thanks so much okay top tribe i love giving away free money i feel like oprah giving away cars and i have something special for you today how many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with facebook and google ads well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. 